Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and you are listening to the House of Indie Podcast. And this week, I have somebody special on the line with me. I have Omar Spahi. How's it going, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. So, man, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know that you've done quite a bit uh, in the industry as well as comic books, and you are also a producer. You're a writer. You are a jack-of-all-trades. Tell us a little bit about... Uh, what you've done in the past and what you're working on now, if you can, if if you, I know there's some stuff that's a little hush hush right now, but go ahead and let <laughs> us know. Always is. <laughs> right? No, I mean, uh, we're we're really excited because we have uh, getting it together coming out from Image Comics. It's out yeah. October seventh, and um, it's done by me, Cena Grace, who's done Iceman for Marvel, uh, Jenny Define, who's a new artist, and mm. uh, Mick Struble, who's uh who's just an awesome colorist. He's done little depressed boy. And I've been a fan of his for like yeah. 10 years. Yeah. I, I, I had the opportunity to read the book and it's actually a really good book. It's something completely different that I've never would have thought that I've seen, uh, like out of, I don't know if I want to say from image, but I, it's something different from, uh, what I've read lately. And cause, cause I find, uh, that indie comics are, 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 are kind of changing, man. And then books aren't, they don't have to be always about, uh, you know, superheroes and, and crazy things happening like that. It could be about everyday life. And that's basically what this book is kind of about. Right. Yeah. You know, we wanted to take the idea and concept of like the world as it is. And I feel like kids right now with their sexuality mm-hmm. and, and everything that's going on with them, the world is changing and evolving around us. Yeah. And uh, I think we wanted to incorporate that into what we see um, for the future. Yeah, definitely. If you could, man, give us a quick little log line of the book here for everybody out there that doesn't know what we're talking about. Well, relationships are really tough. And uh, so what happens if your best friend is actually now and it was now you were dating. Let me give you a bit of that a little bit better. <laughs> Break relationships are tough. And uh, what happens if your best friend's actually your ex's brother? Do you have to break up with them too? Um, so it's hmm. like that whole, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but with uh, like Facebook friends, sometimes, you know, you'll be in uh, <laughs> friends with two people yeah. and then all of a sudden uh, they'll break up. And it's like, are you still allowed to talk to that other person? Where yeah. do you like, Where's the, where do you draw the line? I've had friends blow up me for just saying like, Hey, just check in and see how you're doing. And I've had, you know, the other, the other thing where people are like, Oh, it's totally fine. I don't care. You can mm-hmm. talk to them. Um, so it's, it's kind of a weird situation and, uh, we wanted to explore that concept and so much more weird, uh, weird, fun stuff. Yeah. 
<laughs> and yeah, it definitely is that. And and I've had those those uh those things before where 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 you you've uh or even sometimes when you got a friend who you're like he's like dating the chick or or vice versa and then they are like they don't hang out anymore you're like man what the heck's going on where you at where you been at uh so that's a completely different story there but it's it's life man everybody can kind of relate to something like this and a book like this is kind of cool because you you can read a book and you'll be like hey i've had this happen to me or (laughs) or or you know somebody that 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 has kind of gone through this in the past you're like okay uh, this is relatable it's really great and and I'm super excited. But how I I need to know, dude. Um, where where did you, you see when you were writing this book? When you guys were working on this one, did you guys see that it, you thought it was going to land an image, or was there somewhere else that you thought it was going to be, or were you going to try to push it out all on your own? No, I mean we're really grateful. Image uh, took a chance on us, and and uh, I'm a huge fan of Image. I've been a mm-hmm. uh, you know I've had two other books that have gone through there yeah. um, where I've produced them. I haven't written them, but uh, Sons of the Devil and Hadrian's Wall. Um, sons of the devil is the story of, um, of this cult leader who essentially had 10 kids mm-hmm. and he has a cult of 99 people and he's talking to the devil <laughs> and the, the, the devil's telling him he's got to kill 99 people and he'll become all powerful. Um, so he decides wow. to kill 10 of his children and 99, um, people. So it's kind of like that, that cult classic of what would happen if your dad was actually a serial killer or not really a serial killer, <laughs> a cult leader. Yeah, that's crazy. I was when you first when you first talked, I was gonna be like a lot like me. I got too too many kids, but then you went real south with that other. I was like, nope, I don't want to relate that to my life. At all. <laughs> that's not me, man. <laughs> but you no, you uh it, you haven't worked just on comic books, right? You work in film and and uh, TV shows and things of that nature, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm trying to do it all, and uh, I'm trying to succeed. So I'm very <laughs> proud of what I've been able to accomplish. Um, but I mean, it's really been the teams behind it that have been doing an awesome job. Everyone else just makes me look good. <laughs> so that I'm grateful for. That's funny. And uh, when I was talking to you a little bit, and I was researching the the work that you've done, I noticed and I came across uh, uh, something, and 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 it happens to be something that my 10 year old son loves and and i know you're talking you know what i'm talking about talking about ben 10 right you've worked on ben 10 (laughs) a little bit um and that kind of excited him because i was like hey son uh guess who i'm i'm talking to uh today and he's like what and he's 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 been (laughs) walking around with his omnitrix on his arm for the past week because we brought it up and we've been watching ben 10 since we we kind of talked about it, so it was kind of funny, man. So that was really cool. And we actually, he was like, he was really interested in the actual uh, uh, shows that you, the episodes that you wrote. So we watched them, and he was like, dude, that was so funny. He liked it a lot. So that was kind of <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That means a lot. Thank you for, for checking them out. I mean, yeah. uh, it's been an absolute pleasure for me to work on that stuff. Like, you know, it's like you say, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And yeah. in animation, I feel like I've never had a job. I just always, I, I'll do it for free because it's so much fun. <laughs> so how does that, how does that uh, feel, man, to kind of, were you a big Ben 10 fan or, or, or I know you're a fan of, of like film and co- and cartoons and things like that, but was it, was this project something that you uh, wanted to do or just, you kind of fell into it? Uh, so I was never a Ben 10 fan growing up. I just missed it. I was big into like Dragon Ball Z, yeah. um, uh, Power Rangers, mm-hmm. uh, X-Men, Spider-Man. I was into all that stuff as a kid. 
And then I think just as I aged out of like getting into girls and all that mm-hmm. stuff, Ben 10 showed up and it would have been exactly in my alley. So <laughs> I am a huge Ben 10 fan, but I became after the fact. So I went yeah. back and revisited as an adult and I got back into like the original stuff and the new stuff. And mm-hmm. I love it all. I kind of did the same thing too, because my, my son, he's like talking about Ben 10 and all this stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I, <laughs> I watched it with him. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is kind of fun uh, kind of thing. This would be something that I would like, you know, back then in like the 90s when I was watching cartoons and stuff like that. So uh, I was really excited to watch it with him. And um, yeah, and, and the, the episode that we watched that you wrote, it was it was a l- really reminiscent to a lot of the stuff that we used to watch. It very much reminded me of like like Looney Tunes style type uh stuff like like the slapstick type uh of characters and things like that is that what you were kind of you had in mind when you were writing that episode Absolutely man so what I did when I was writing that episode um you know we had done it in a uh, a writing room and it was a lot of fun and then I went home and I just did my own research so what mm-hmm. I did was I just watched old looney tune cartoons I grew up with so you hit the <laughs> nail exactly on the head um and that's what I was going for I really wanted to take my childhood and yeah. do something fun and exciting with it and uh and so that's what I did I I tried to take the stuff that we grew up with with looney tunes and bring it to a new fresh light and take those old mm-hmm. classics you know I remember watching um, what was it? The episode where Bugs Bunny's a barber and he's uh, massaging <laughs> Elmer Fudd's head and he's having flowers grow out of the head and like yeah. all this fun stuff that's just silly. Yeah. And uh, and to me, it was a lot of inspiration in that for uh, Zingo was his name. So that yeah. was the episode I had done with uh, with that inspiration in mind with Looney Tunes specifically. And I'm grateful that they took uh, took what I did and and made it better. Yeah, it was really cool, man. And uh, it, it really reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, Looney Tunes mixed with a little bit of uh, Ren and Stimpy type uh, stuff. <laughs> um, it was yeah. it was really fun, man. It was really cool. So, uh, man, I, I know I know that uh, you've done done a lot of stuff with that. So what other uh, film projects have you done in the past? Um, so I've done a lot of short films. I, you know, I've, I've invested in short films. I've had, uh, friends of mine come to me and said, Hey, listen, we want to do this. I've done animated shorts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always just kind of been a passion of mine, um, to work in, in television and film. And so I've just been, uh, working with other talent people and from there things have come of it. You know, it's, um, I got involved with, with Jeff Chan and Robbie ML and, and was grateful enough that they let me be a part of a code eight, a very small part, but, uh, <laughs> they were really, really awesome. And the movie, you know, going from someone who's just a, a huge fan of superhero stuff mm-hmm. to having one of the number one movies around the world mm-hmm. was, uh, just crazy. It was a crazy experience. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorite, uh, well, I'm, I'm one of those guys that loves kind of those, those cheesy type, uh, uh, movies and stuff like that. Not saying that that's super cheesy, but uh, but like the 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 movies that not a lot of people like. And 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 when I saw that this one was coming out, I kind of read the premise to my wife, and she's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm good. I'm good." She does. He's not into <laughs> that superhero type stuff. She hates comics. <laughs> so so when I read it to her, she was like, "It's not up my alley." But I read it uh, the synopsis for it, and I was like, "This is definitely something up my alley." And I'm down for this. And I was definitely one of those people who who watched it like the first week that it was out, man. And I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I wa- I loved watching uh, Stephen Amell in in a, in a like a uh, antagonist or or a villain type uh, character. 
uh, which we're not obviously we're not used to seeing him in it and anything like that. We're used to see him in in the uh, um, you know the hero role, right? So that was really cool to see that, and uh, it was a really good movie, man. And you said that we got you guys we got something in the pipelines coming down really soon with that one, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, right now I think they announced that it's going out through Quibi, um, so it's uh, that's the plan with with the series. So. We'll see um, if it actually, with the pandemic mm-hmm. and everything, stuff is shifting around left and right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's been kind of difficult to get uh, movies and uh, and the our content that we love, man, out there. But uh, but you you like I said, you were you're a jack of all trades, man. You were you write comics, you write uh, TV, film, you are producer, and you're also a realtor, right? <laughs> Yeah, I do it all. I mean, uh, I I love helping people with their homes, and you know, I'm I'm a realtor to to celebrities, stars, you know, everybody. It doesn't matter. I help out friends whenever they need help, um, and it's just been a, a pleasure to help people out. There's nothing more personal than helping someone out yeah. who's buying a home. It's the most important purchase they're going to make. Mm-hmm. So you really want to go out of your way to try to do your best to protect them and and make sure they're uh, they're happy. That's that's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, I, I like we're gonna take a quick little break here, and when we come back, I want to know a little bit more about your process, your writing process, and and kind of how you approach these different projects because you you know you got an array of different kinds of things, and not one thing kind of fits for one or for the other. So I want to know a little bit more about that. When we come back from break, we'll talk about that. All right, and we're back. And before the break, I uh, asked you a little bit of a question. I wanted to know uh, about your process between the different variations of the of the different projects that you got. You do you do comics, you do film, you do TV, and you and 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 you just do all, some awesome stuff in life. So, how do you approach each one of those, and is it different? Uh, no, not really. You know, yes and no. There's aspects of things that, that are different, but I'll, I'll break it down to you like this. I always start with, with a theme in mind. So the theme is the emotional cord that goes through the, through the story. And that's really what I want to tell. I want it to be a powerful theme. Um, that's not characters moving pieces on a chessboard just for the sake of moving them. They're moving with purpose. Um, and you know, you talk about, uh, Jerry Conway, he's, uh, you know, one of the quintessential Spider-Man writers. And he always says, who's your main character? What do they want? Um, and who's your, uh, and who's trying to stop them, mm. you know? And, and so that's creating the antagonist, the hero, and really the through line of the story. And then you take that and you incorporate that with the theme. So you make sure that that's all going together. And then you do that the same way with the villain. Okay. Uh, who are they? What are they trying to do to accomplish? And, um, and who's trying to stop them? And so you talk to it from both sides and that way you really get a conducive story as to what's what. Um, for me, I like to know where the story is ending. So I, I write the beginning and the ending first. You know, I, I speak to a lot of creators and sometimes that's, that's the way to do it, man. You, you get the beginning, you get the end, and then you kind of just fill in the gaps with, with, uh, with that and kind of get the story in the, in, in its entirety right there. And, and you don't know how many times I've, I've spoken to, because back in the day I, I used to do creative writing, like high school. I'm not, I'm nowhere near like thinking, Hey, I'm going to go and write a book or anything like that. I'm just like, I'm so like hard on myself. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. I got some stories in my head, but I definitely need some help from some people to like help me write a, like a script and stuff like that. Cause I scripts freaking stress me out, dude. Like not even playing. <laughs> no, man, it's uh 
it's funny, you know, I never thought I'd be in this profession and then here I am doing it. And I absolutely love it, man. Like there's a, you ask 20 different people to write 20 different things or write the same thing and you'll get, um, you'll get 20 different stories. It's crazy. You no one is going to have the same story. You can give them the same exact prompt with the same exact characters and everything. And you're going to get 20 different stories every time. Um, because there's not a universal way to do this. So like, you know, if you have a story in your head, just write it. It's the, uh, I, I did my, I do my show, the dreamers comics podcast, literally Mm -hmm. for that, to help people find their voice and and find their sonics and, and find, tell their stories. Um, because to me, like, if you have a story, then you want to tell it, just go out there and tell it. Um, just make sure that it's, uh, you work on it. You know, I don't believe that anything is a innate skill or is like, no one just comes in as just like flawless at what they do. And when it comes to writing, I think everything yeah. is a practice skill. You get better and better through practice, no matter what it is in life. If it's art, if it's storytelling, if anything, uh, you get better through doing it. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about the, about the podcast. I, cause I, I, I actually caught, um, I didn't finish a finish whole episode and I saw that it was like, it, you guys were on YouTube uh, I did not get to around to like looking for it on on like a, a podcatcher or anything like that. But I watched a good portion of one, and it was actually really good and insightful. So tell everybody a little bit about that and and uh, how you guys go about uh, each episode and things of that nature. Yeah, you know, as a creator, it's it's you want to help other people out and other creators out. And so um, my friend had a book coming out. Uh, one of my biggest mentors is Steve Siegel, and and I he's like, hey, I have this book coming out, and I'd love to uh, to come on your show and talk about it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm doing a show. So the idea was just to, to hang out with my friend and, and uh, do a show. And uh, from there, we talked about uh, his process, his book. And uh, he had brought another creator with him, Joe Kelly, who's his partner. Um, Joe Kelly did uh, the quintessential run on Deadpool in my eyes. Um, he's done I Kill Giants, which is, you know, a fantastic yeah. film and yeah. comic book. Both yeah. are just, you know, they tug at my heartstrings every time. And so those were the first two episodes I recorded. And then after that, I was just kind of off to the races and I just started, you know, hitting up my friends and asking them to come on the show. And uh, it's grown from there. It's kind of blown up. And, and I'm really grateful for, for everyone that's been able to come over and, and listen and, and uh, share their stories. That's that's really super cool, dude. Um, and, and do you guys do you guys uh, release it on just just video or is it audio as well? No, you know, our, our, our biggest shows are on audio. That's really where we do um the majority we just have a lot of people who come and just listen they you know yeah. do it on their commute to work or on yeah. w- once a week they just kind of want to understand what's happening in the business world of comics and that's where we get a lot of people who are interested yeah yeah i obviously we do the same thing here at, at the house of indy and and mm-hmm. it is it's it's pretty awesome when, when uh you talk to creators and, and the different projects that they do and People want to know a little bit what's going on, man, and how they how you go about doing different things. And everybody does something different. Like you're saying, you you can talk to 20 different people about one thing and get a different story every time. And and that's exactly the way it is, man. So, okay, I need to know. I need to know your process, though. When you <laughs> when you're like in the mode, you're like, I got to I got to write these pages. I got to put some pen, pen to the paper. What is your process? Do you do something uh, every time that you that you have to do or is it does it differ? What do you do? Um, I mean, so it depends what I'm writing. But if I'm doing a comic book, usually what I do is I'm the only person I know who does this. Actually, I think I know one other person. I feel like it was James Asmus. I could be wrong, but there's one other person who does this. They use Microsoft Excel. Okay. And um, and I do page one and I write page one and then I write what happens on page one. 
Then I go to page 18 or page 22 or whatever, how many issue, or how many pages are in that issue. Uh-huh. And I write out what happens in the last page. And then I usually have moments. So like, I think of things in terms of what's okay. This happens in the beginning of the story. Um, so on page 10 or towards the middle, this is going to happen. But in the middle before that, like he has this conflict at his job. So let's put this in page five. And then I fill in the other stuff as it goes. So if there's a two, two page fight sequence, let's put it here after okay. this conflict and after this, and this can lead to that. And so that's the way I really break down yeah. specific things that happen on each page. Um, and then from there, I take that and I go and I go right page one, panel one, and I just start going um, on a you know word document or in final cut or final draft and, and go mm. from there. That's that's awesome. Do you do you find when you do that do you, that you kind of push uh, things back? You're like, I, I want it on page ten, but uh, but cl- closer to the final draft that it ended up on like page fifteen. Does that does that happen you know, a lot? It, it, it happens a lot where things get moved around and it's, it's a lot about pacing and just kind of understanding, like, I thought this was going to fit here. It went on too long or it's too short. Um, so we've got to move this up and then add this or take this away. And so just a lot of in the process writing, mm-hmm. you, you're just making self edits. You got to go back and, uh, yeah. and just check your work, make sure, you know, you're happy with the draft and, and get a rewrite. You know, so if there's something that doesn't work, go back and say, Hey, listen, that didn't work and uh, fix it. Awesome, man. So I don't want to keep you too long. We need to get you out there because you're a busy guy. But I, I want to uh, say ask one one thing here really quick. If if there was one thing that you can give advice to uh, somebody who is looking to, to jump in and, and kind of do this thing, what would you what would you give them? What kind of advice would you say to them? Uh, network. Number one thing to me, it's uh, my my I mean, my mentor really has five things that you should do. It's, uh-huh. uh, number one is, do I know you, are you going to work for somebody or get ahead without people knowing who you are? Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone will say, go, just go do it that, you know, doing the work is important, but it's not as important as someone knowing you're doing the work and you knowing the right people. So it's like, if you're going and you're talking to your, your group of friends that you're doing this stuff, that's one thing. But if you yeah. go to like, you know, the head of Warner brothers and you're like, I'm doing this stuff, they're going to be like, Oh, cool. Come do it for us. And, uh, so go and network with the right people. Find any excuse to go and, and find where you want to be uh-huh. and go and just be around those people. Networking is super important. So number one is, is uh, I would say, you know, uh, get to know people in the industry and then be likable. You know, do I know yeah. you and do I like you? No one wants to work with somebody who's, uh, who's rude, who's <laughs> not fun to be around yeah. and uh, who's going to be a pest. Yeah. Um, so number two is, do I like you? Uh, the real most important thing is can they make money off of you and so you have to think of that um in terms of in terms of a business so Uh um if you're willing to come in and do something for like a real rate and you're like oh i'm not going to work for less than this and i know that Mm -hmm. this is going to do this and like you're you're going to be difficult um and they're not going to make any money they're not going to be interested in working with you it's just uh the most important thing is you know, can they make money off of you? And it's in, in comic books and TV and everything. It's, it's a very, it's an industry of brands. So, you know, if you brand yourself as this thing, mm-hmm. uh, meaning like, you know, you're going to watch a movie that Tom Cruise is in, regardless of if he's 50 or 60, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are, are just some small pieces of advice that I think are really important. So make sure that, you know, you're easy to work with. You, you're getting to know the right people go mm-hmm. out of your way to force it. I mean, that's a big reason why I do my show is so I can network with those people yeah. and follow up with them and just check in. Um, and it's, uh, it's super valuable. I really love the process. 
Awesome, man. I appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us, giving us that, that cool advice and talking with us a little bit about your work. Uh, is there anywhere anybody can find you on your social media, websites, any of that good stuff? Any, And then you, this is the time to plug any any stuff coming up very soon as well. Yeah, so I have two image books out on the same day, uh, October 7th. I have a Stairway Anthology and uh, Getting It Together, number one, drops on October 7th. We're really proud of both of them. Um, the art on uh, the Stairway Anthology book is called Silence. And it's called, it's by Livio Ramondelli. He's done a bunch of stuff for IDW's Transformers. And then um, PJ Katakutin helped with the designs and everything. Um, as well as um, I have Getting It Together, which is art by the awesome Jenny Define, uh, Colors by Mick Struble. And uh, Cena Grace is, has been a fantastic co-creator and partner with me. Awesome, man. Where can everybody find you on social media? On social media, you can find me at Omar Spahi on Twitter, or you can check me out on Instagram at Ospahi. Cool. And can anybody find your work, uh, buy, purchase any of your work on uh, websites or anything like that? Yeah, if you go to imagecomics.com, they'll have uh, they'll have Getting It Together available there. So feel free to check it out. And if you're uh, so inclined, feel free to check out uh, Cartoon Network's Ben 10. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Omar, we appreciate you coming on and hanging out with me here on the house of Indy. We'll see you next time, man. We'll got any, I know you got something else coming out very soon. That's kind of hush hush right now, but once that comes out, dude, we'll, 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 we'll talk to you a little bit more. We'll get you back on. Thanks man. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks again for listening to the house of Indy. My name is Joey Galvez and I'll see you later. 